play the fight song. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Play the Fight Song podcast, a college football podcast for college football fans. True ones, not those fake ones that are checked out for bowl season, not the opt-outs for the bowl games, the true college football fan. We are in bowl season. It is an action-packed episode. We are going to take you through a few things. The transfer portal is wide open, lit up, and there are some big names going big places. We're going to cover those first. Then we're going to take you through some bowl game memories some bowl game previews, and of course, we have to give you our bowl game matchup underrated style of the year. The boys are all here. Let's go around and talk to them. Jake, mentioning the wild card Colts in the NFL. I mean, we don't really condone the NFL here, Jake, but talk about the Colts. Really? I get it. Do I get my, my 10 seconds of light yeah, for the Colts? 10 seconds of the Colts. We got to get it out of the way. I mean, to be in this position without our starting quarterback has been nothing but sensational. I, Shane Steichen might be the greatest coach of all time. The coaching job he's done so far is amazing. I love how we finally, I've been missing some football in my life. We had like college football that's been absent for a little bit, even though we had Army Navy last week. I get a substitute for the Colts playing on Saturday, a huge implication for playoff games. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a great substitute for, I guess we're throwing it on top of bowl games. So I get that and bowl games. So I, I can't complain right now. Yeah, but you got to put the bowl games above it. This this is a college football brand. And then we got to talk to JP. JP, get into him a little bit. This is a college football podcast. People are just getting in here. It's 10 a.m. kickoff. You know, 10 a.m. kickoff for bowl game Saturday. There's not even time for NFL. There's no time slot on my TV. It would be like, are you sure this is what you want to turn on? I'd be like, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that to you. We're just going to turn on the bowl games, you know, because Jacksonville State is a lot more – uh, interesting than the Colts and their horrible division they play in. But that's just me. Especially just me. when you have an absolute banger, largest Southern and Ohio leading off the bowl season, which we're going to preview later. Reese is also here. You heard of him a little bit earlier. He is uh, the very best, like no one ever was. He's going to be the very I hope, best. I hope people get that. No one ever I don't was. I your friend, anyone. It's um, playing. I, I, it didn't. So I was gonna say I can't believe Shaver is this excited. Um, usually after his team gets housed, he's like down for a little bit. I mean, the Colts just kind of got their shit pumped right? since that was a very play. that was a very predictable game. I had no. That was exactly didn't what happen. I thought was gonna happen. I right, kid's a wizard. Guess, he can but... predict any time his team's gonna lose. That's true. Oh, Jake, you're like a new man. It's a new year. It's a new Jake. Like, he doesn't get down bad when the Colts lose consistently as they happen. We could, we could talk about this a little bit. Like every, like, I guess, I don't know. You guys have teams obviously in the NFL. I don't know how much, if you watch every Sunday or not, but losses in college football seem way more detrimental than a loss in the NFL. Because Mm -hmm. yeah, hundred percent 12 games, not 17. hundred percent. Well, yeah. But even then, like you're still like every game matters in college football for like maybe a college or a conference title or something like Mm -hmm. that, or division title where like, I mean, one loss at Cincinnati is not going to – I mean, we really – we literally stayed in the same spot for the playoff race. So, I I feel – I'm I'm not really upset about it at all. I don't really – there are games – it's like – The top teams have three losses. Like, if you have three losses in college football, you're nobody. Professional sports, too. Like, you can't – like, imagine being an MLB fan and getting hung up on on a loss. (laughs) I would say – Frank the Tank. But like baseball wise, I don't get hung up on the loss as much as I do things that happen in the loss. Like 
well, well, shit, it's three games in a row and we've given up three leads seventh inning yeah, or later. Or series. we haven't it's swung the bat in two weeks. Yeah. So it's like three game seasons is how I, I attack the MLB season. I'll, Parks, I think, are you similar? Like it's three game seasons, four game seasons, depending on how many you have versus that team, right? Because if yeah. you go like two in five on a week, you play every day, that's a rough week. Like that's not good. And baseball is so streaky. Yeah, it's just like you have to hit a stride at the right time. I think it's after the break you kind of dial into kind of what this team's going to be. But if they lose like four or five in a row, it's not the end of the world. Baseball is very hard. Baseball, hockey, the NBA, it's very hard. Like games one through 50, it's almost impossible to like live or die on the hill of winning or losing. I don't know about the NBA as much, Jake, but it's really hard. I would say that's probably true. I kind of crossed the threshold, though. Like, we're still playing meaningful games for the Colts and going into December. Like, these last four weeks. Now, if we lose, if we start losing these football games, you'll, yeah, you'll find me in a very upset state. All right. We need our boy back. So that sounds good to me. All right. Let's go into the college football world. Uh, Recent news, recent news around the college football world. It's a lot of transfer portal. It's a lot of NIL. It's a lot of new collectives and collectives coming up with new things. But let's talk about the biggest names and kind of where they ended up so far. There are plenty of names in the portal. I heard there's over 1800 FBS players actively in the transfer portal right now. Um, And that ranges anywhere. There's four stars, there's five stars, and all the way down to zero stars that are going to end up playing uh, probably for South Dakota State or South Dakota. But the big names that we know so far, Sam Levitt, the four-star dual-threat quarterback from Michigan State who saw four games this year, is on his way to Arizona State. And probably the biggest name, though, is Dylan Gabriel leaving Oklahoma where he had a pretty good career for Oregon, replacing Bo Nix and a powerful offense. Probably going to be the best fit out of all these in my mind. And then Riley Leonard, you finally were awaiting the announcement. He's leaving Duke for Notre Dame. Seems like the absolute perfect fit, especially with the departure of Sam Hartman last night. And then Tyler Van Dyke, the turnover-prone quarterback from Miami, leaves Miami and heads to Wisconsin to play for Luke Fickle and the Badgers. And the last one, kind of a late add-in for us, but Deion Burks from Purdue going to Oklahoma. That's a good weapon on the outside. Those are the five biggest names. JP, which of those five do you think ended up in the perfect spot? And who do you think will make the biggest impact at their new home? If you're Dan Lanning, I think you're pretty happy with grabbing Gabriel in this situation, right? Just a distributor. Um, You're not going to get as much of a run threat, although he can use his legs as you had with Knicks and what you've had in the past. But I think just a distributor in that offense for a good gap year, uh, hoping that maybe they can get a younger quarterback in the portal or just get young guys in there, those four or five-star guys they have sitting on campus in Eugene, I think it'd be massive for them. I thought the Deion Burks one was great for Oklahoma too. That's a name from Purdue that, you know, struggled this year because Purdue struggled in most situations throughout the year. He didn't have a guy giving him the football. And now you gave him a chance to go to an offense where, you know, Jackson Arnold's in the waiting. He'll probably be your starter next year. If he's as good as advertised and what he was picked to be um, for the 24 seven rankings out of high school and what people really like about him and Norman, that Burks kid's going to have a lot of numbers next to his name, I think, next fall. So that's one that I really want people to see and uh, more appreciation for a guy who came from a situation where Purdue's had success with guys like him. And in this gap year with Walters, it's kind of changed. So he's like, I'll go to Norman, uh, excuse me, leave West Lafayette. And I think it's a great fit for him. Yeah, the town transfers are all also an interesting point to follow. Like you're going from West Lafayette, Indiana to Norman, Oklahoma. I don't know if that's the biggest change in the world, but playing in the SEC from the Big Ten seems like the biggest change in the world, and they're going to need to multiply those 
offensive weapons as they go into the SEC. Oh, yeah. Jake, what is the biggest name for you from this list? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably the biggest name out there right now. But how about Riley Leonard going to Notre Dame? But not just him. I don't know if you guys have been really paying attention, but Notre Dame's had four dudes enter the portal from the receiver room. And on In the tight end room. Yep, yep. The the Hass kid or whatever his name was, he's a top 15 guy out there right now. And they've brought in, I think, two or three different receivers. So, like, I'm interested to see what the with the offseason and everything like that, what is, is Freeman's identity to surround Leonard with? Like, are they going to try to bring in a bunch of stud receivers and make him air – throw it through the air a bunch and try to get his NFL stock up or maybe they're going to use his legs more and they're going to rely on the defense and in the run game kind of like Notre Dame has in the past but I think you can do either or with Riley Leonard I think that's just the biggest question and most interesting thing probably you could follow going into the offseason do you know how much of a staple that is to transfer from one smart school to another and just it be a It feels like name? it's easy to predict, does it not? When like kids leave Virginia or they leave Duke or they leave Notre Dame yeah, or like they this leave guy's going Stanford. to Notre Dame You're or Northwestern. Thinking, well, There's no in between. This, yeah, if he picked this smart of a school out of high school, whether he was talented or not, I bet you he wants to keep that rep up, you know, for maybe the NFL is a parent. <laughs> Not only that, but I think it limits the Nerd. options for Notre Dame. Like they have to wait for a guy like Riley Leonard coming from Duke to be like, okay, we can go get this guy. Cause I mean, he's coming from Florida AM. I don't think mm-hmm. Notre Dame has the stature to be like, yep, let's go get him. So exactly. that's another yeah. thing to, to notice those really smart schools, Northwestern Duke, uh, Notre Dame, they have to wait for smart people to hit the portal. So uh, Reese, let's talk about Tyler Van Dyke, a guy we haven't mentioned yet leaving Miami little bit turnover prone, older guy. What do you see him doing at Wisconsin, and what do you think about that move? Well, it's going to be what is Fickle going to be like with year two and uh, Longo because they really didn't have as much success this year as I thought they were going to have. But it's what can they actually get their identity to be identity to be now um, with a guy like him. He, he can sling it. I mean, he had some great games this year. Um, A&M coming to their place at the beginning of the year. He put up some numbers in that game. So it's a guy who's been around for big games. But I think it's just going to be what is – what are Longo and Fickle going to be able to do with him and what can they get guys around him to make sure he fits that mold and it's the right spot for him? I think he can be a very successful quarterback up there. Like we were just talking about, he's got to limit the turnovers if um, Wisconsin wants to have a shot for anything. So I think I agree. Good po- I think that's a good point too. I think Van Dyke is definitely a fit kind of guy. Like he needs the right pieces around him and he needs the right play calling. I don't think Crystal Ball was really the best fit for him being the second coach to come around in his recruitment. So maybe this is the right change that he needs. I think it's the right system that he wants to surround himself with. And he's good, definitely going to get an opportunity to throw the ball around. That's for sure. I think Fickle's a guy who we kind of lost an identity from this year. He br- brings in Tanner Mordecai, who slings the rock like uh, unlike anybody else in the Big Ten. But then you still have Braylon Allen. So next year will be a real kind of test on what identity this Wisconsin team's going to have. Obviously, you get an idea. I mean, Van Dyke can move on the ground and he can throw it. So we'll see what they look like next year. Yeah. You would hope they find their groove again in the run game offensively on the line and have like Ches Malusi in the backfield too. Like you still have guys. I think he's going to need support. He can't be the reason your offense is clicking. I think he needs to be um, maybe like three or four in your talented um, players on offense. He needs to be the guy that's distributing, not necessarily the guy you're leaning on to win football games. 
100%. Okay, let's tr- let's change the page. Let's go to players in the portal that are still active, looking for homes. We're going to rank our top five. I think we're going to have some crossover. I would hope so because there are some massive names still looking for new homes. Let's let JP, JP, you lead it off. Give us your top five people. Give us maybe a home where you predict one of them will go, and we'll go around the horn. Yeah, I... I went five here and I did a little offense and defense. Actually, my top two guys are defensive players. Uh, I, number one, it's Walter Nolan for me. I think a lot of people would say that's the same when you have an interior guy that's already projecting the way he is um, after two years in college. Uh, former number one player in the 22 class comes in A&M, immediate impact. He's on a stacked defensive line room this year. They move on from Jimbo. Things change. You know, kids maybe not jive with the new uh, coaching staff's coming in. So I think maybe it's just he, he wants to see and change, right? He wants to pick who he plays for. Uh, and so he's into the portal. I think that'll that's going to be a name that lands at a blue blood program. He's going to stay down south in the SEC, I would assume. Uh, maybe in Oregon might go get him too because they've no, been known to go grab those guys uh, on the defensive line. But he seems like he's a guy that wants to play interior in the SEC. Uh, number two, I have Nylon Green, corner from Georgia. If you're in the portal, and we watched LSU try to do this last year, trying to get corners. Let's go get a sure thing in this guy, right? Go get yourself a lockdown corner right away. And a lot of guys swung and missed last year on corners. Like you look at what AM did in some situations, not all of those hit. You look at LSU, like zero of those hit, and they took five guys in the portal. Um, there's a ton of DB names that have left, like even Iowa, right, that went in their next school. They didn't really hit, or they leave somewhere again. So I think this is a guy you definitely want. And with what we've seen out of the numbers out of the SEC and out of the quarterbacks last couple of years, go get yourself a corner that can shut down half the football field. Number three, I have Cam Ward. I think this one's pretty self-explanatory, but I think why have him at three over Dante Moore um, is it's more of a proven commodity, right? And we've seen him slow down this year. Kind of later in the year, Washington State started to struggle. Struggle. I think he just needs to feel like he doesn't have the world on his shoulders. He needs to feel like he has support offensively, defensively, and guys rolling in um, on weapons on all over the place. Number four, I have Dante Moore. Dante Moore to me is a guy who's a little more unproven. He got snaps at UCLA this year. It didn't quite go the way he was expecting. And I just, maybe it just wasn't the fit. Like he was originally an Oregon guy, decommitted, decides to go to UCLA, play for Chip Kelly. And it just didn't, you go for him. And I just think he needs to go somewhere that's going to build him quick, right? He needs to get reset headspace, uh, refigure out how he uh, attacks the game. And I think he's a kid that can do it with how highly regarded he is now in this transfer portal and then coming out of high school as well. So I have him at four and then five. I kind of went deeper. I think Rocket Sanders is the best running back in the portal right now. I think he's better than ETN. I think he, you have a problem with Arkansas with just injuries this year. They couldn't get it going. Uh, the offense in general, even with KJ and him, just couldn't find themselves in their footing. That's a guy who's going to be your feature guy wherever he ends up. So I have him at number five because I think running backs in, in college football, unlike the NFL, are a commodity that you want and you want a guy who's a difference maker. You look at Oklahoma State, what they got with Gordon this year. Um, everything that Braylon Allen did at Wisconsin and you, just kind of going through names, right? So I have him at number five. I don't know if anybody else has a running back in theirs. I'll be interested to see if they do, but I, I kind of went deeper cut at five. Yeah, I do. hopefully I don't steal anybody, but I don't know what you've seen, JP. I've seen a lot of rumors swirling around Dante Moore as an Ohio State Buckeye. Have you seen those? 
Yeah, I have. And it's, God, I hate chasing rumors right now in this transfer portal. Oh, I love because, it. Like, there's the a part. zillion and one. There's a zillion and one. And you're like, well, well this guy said that. And then, but this guy said that. I, actually, I'm pretty sure that this guy knows his grandma that worked at the Hardee's in Columbus. And so, yeah. like, they've already seen. Yeah. So, it's, source. but it's Trust fun me, because, bro. yes, there's always a source that nobody can name or really pinpoint, but it's real. It's factual. Yeah. That's that's 100% correct when it comes to the transfer portal. I think they're a good point here. If you know it, name it. I know one of yours. I know Cam Ward. I, I saw the sticker price around him going. It's about $2 million to get Cam Ward in your football program. With that, let's swing up to Jake. Jake, who's your five? Yeah, I, I'm kind of changing on the fly just because I'm changing my criteria a little bit. But the five most interesting, I guess. Criteria change. Put we gotta we gotta change it up. Completely change it. Switch in the portal. Yep. I have to playoff committee. Switch one, it again. I got Walter Nolan. I think it's interesting just because, like, if you're the number one guy in a in a class and you're in the portal and you didn't make it work at another school, I mean, it's just so fascinating to see. Where he's going to go, I, I lean very heavy as another SEC school, but he's a guy that's worth a lot of money, and he's a huge difference maker on any big Power 5 defensive line. I had Cam Ward in this spot, but I want to change it for Dante Moore because a couple of different things. Number one, we don't know what we're getting out of Dante Moore. I think he might have a higher upside than Cam Ward. Also, I don't think we're all out of the possibility that Cam Ward might try the NFL. He might not even end up another at another school. Dante Moore, we know, needs to land somewhere. And it's more of like we've seen him a little bit. Now we want to see if this kid was really worth the hype wherever he goes. So he's number two. JP, I do have a running back, and it's Trevor Etienne at number three. I personally, hmm. I think hmm. he is better than Rocket Sanders. At least maybe I think he's more NFL ready than Rocket is. I think he didn't get used enough at Florida. I thought. I don't know. Napier tried to do this one-two thing with Montreal Johnson, and I think he can be a huge difference maker wherever he goes. It's looking like Georgia is a big lean for him right now. If he goes to Georgia, Georgia fans are salivating because they haven't had a difference maker in that running back room in about two years now. I mean, you look at Dejan Dejan Edwards, and he was definitely serviceable. Imagine what ETN could do. Yeah. So when I look at that, I think that's super fascinating. Uh, and then last two. This is a little outdated, and he might even commit before this comes out. R.J. Oban out of Duke. He's crystal balled at Notre Dame right now, uh, this being Tuesday night. And Monday night, he wasn't crystal balled to go anywhere. But I think even though he's on the defensive side of the ball, he's a two-year starter at the edge position. Uh, maybe the Riley Leonard deal, he's kind of taking him along in his suitcase or something. I think that would be huge for Notre Dame and their outside on the defensive line. And last, I'm going to take Daquan Finn. Because really, I have no idea where he's going to go. I don't know if he's a number one quarterback option, depending on where he goes. You know what he screams to me? What he it? screams Big Ten West quarterback. Uh, so, yes, but out, the Tyler Van Dyke news is also recent. But the yeah. article I read on Sports Illustrated last night was that his top three odds in Vegas are Michigan, Ohio State, and it was Wisconsin. Obviously, I believe that would change. And I think those that's are super also high. Those that's a high program for what I thought he yeah. would get. Like I would think more I, like a Purdue or an Indiana. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if he's autom he's definitely not automatically a starter to me if he walks on campus, no matter who uh, I think even at Ohio State with Lincoln Keyholz and, and Spencer the Brock, like, I don't yeah, he's not a, he's not an auto starter at those schools. So 
I don't know. I didn't read fully in depth. It was a Sports Illustrated article, so it's somewhat credible. I don't know where they got that. I could see him thriving more at Michigan just because of the the legs option he presents in, in a hardball offense, if that's still a thing next year. So he's just interesting because I have no – it sounds like he is a Big Ten school. I didn't expect those two to be an option. What about, I like your – oh, wait, I like your fourth. Hold on, JP. I like his fourth. That's another smart kid crossover, JP shoot. I, I was going to say, what about Maryland for him? That would yeah. be ideal. I mean, that's you know what I mean? That's a great call. That's he kind of seems, he seems like a, what, a what Talia, about, but he, I don't know. He, he screamed I don't have a little bit to me. It on the top of my head, but what about the team he almost beat this year in, in Illinois? I think, oh, I, Bielema, I don't think, I think Brett Bielema would bat, be mad at that. Let's be honest Bielema, here. Just pick the, put the big 10 West on a list and name him. He's starting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think there's a big 10 West school that has a cemented starter. Okay. You want to say, uh, let's say Purdue Hudson card is probably the biggest name or best or yeah. most consistent. And yeah. he was awful this year. So and it's not Purdue. Iowa because you don't know what Cade's going to be like. You, but you the thing the is, is with the healthy. big 10, the big 10 West comp is I just don't see, he's not a, like a pro style quarterback. I don't think he's got that big of an arm. To I don't fit think those he needs schools. to be though. I think I think you're starting to see like Illinois get a little more with Altmaier. They stretch the offense a little bit. They got onto the edges in the run game. Um, it, I mean, fuck knows with Iowa. Who knows at this point? It's not going to change. I assume Purdue, but you, they just we just talked I, about Hudson Card, like Indiana. I no, yeah, I was going to say I like the Maryland cop, and Indiana was the other one that just came yeah. to my mind. But they have the Jackson kid, Minnesota, like yeah, Trace Jackson, Minnesota, Minnesota just yeah. grabbed. Uh, New Hampshire's New quarterback. Hampshire. It was a four-star. Yeah. Portal, portal-wise four-star, not out of high school, I should say. Isn't this insane what we're talking about? Like, when when you guys initially said Cam Ward and, you know, he might go to the NFL, is it worth it? Could he make more money in college than what he could get as a late-round draft pick or maybe a third, fourth-round draft pick? Like, maybe he wouldn't fall that Guaran- far. More guaranteed money. Cow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, what a time. What a problem to have. What a problem to have. Yeah. Well, he we do know that he's – He's taking a visit to GP said Tallahassee, and I know that he's going he to was, Miami this weekend. Yeah, he so. was in Coral Gables. Yeah, he'll he likes the state of Florida. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe that's all it takes, right? Would he get three visits out of the portal, and he took two of them into the state of Florida? It's the definition of coast to coast, there, folks. Pullman yep. to Miami. Talk about a that difference. He's a Houston. <laughs> he's a Houston kid. Kids had From, enough. That place, be, that place be fun. Kids never seen snow. He's never wants to see it again. Uh, okay, Reese, lead us. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. You're next with our five, and then I'll close this out. Well, I mean, a lot of these are taken, but my number one was obviously going to be mine was going to be Cam Ward, just because I think he we are big Cam Ward podcast. Talk about the guy at the beginning of the year, the guy who's putting up Heisman numbers. If he can go to a big program, um, he's going to have a, an immediate impact. Doesn't doesn't matter where. Um, and then went with Walter Nolan again. Same reason you guys all spoke to. And then another one that I actually thought about that hasn't been said yet uh, was Juice Wells. I know JP was big on him. A couple episodes ago, he was, um, I think, an All-American as a freshman, had over 1,200 receiving yards and 15 touchdowns in South Carolina. If he can go somewhere, I think I saw Crystal Ball maybe to Ole Miss. Yep. Um, so if he can go somewhere, that guy's going to make an immediate impact for anybody, especially if it's Lane Kiffin. Um, that guy can find a way to make him effective. Um, and then I had, because you guys already mentioned him, I'll say different ones just because we can get some discrepancies in here. But uh, two other quarterbacks I'll take for my last two. I had ETN and Rocket Sanders down from him. You already talked about him. Um, I'll say Will Howard, um, guy who not, I, I don't know if he's the X factor that if he goes to uh, South Carolina. I mean, obviously, that it's not going 
to be, or uh, not South Carolina, uh, USC. I mean, it's a step down from Caleb. Caleb Williams, obviously, the guy who's a Heisman winner, but he's still still a proven quarterback. Guy went and won a Big Twelve championship, not this year, but the year prior. Um, had a great coach. Guy knows how to sling the ball around. Um, and then also Will Rogers. Um, guy had a my, pretty successful year first first year that at Mississippi State, and then this year with the new head coach, Kelly kind of took a different approach. Um, and if that guy can go to Washington, and I mean, if you look at the quarterback they have right now, is a new guy um, who came over from Indiana, who really wasn't a whole lot of anything over there. So if you can go to Washington and have a coach like DeBoer, who was just named the coach of the year, ding, 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 that guy can find a way to make him pretty successful too. So Great list. Great list. A lot of crossovers with Cam Ward. I'm going to add him to mine. I had him at four on mine just because I think, you know, wherever he ends up, he's going to make an impact, but it also comes yep. down to the weapons outside, who they have at the offensive line. Because like teams like Illinois, who already mentioned, their offensive line was so bad that no matter how good your quarterback is, if he's running for his life, it's not going to be successful. So there's a lot of moving parts with Cam Ward that have to fit his style of play, and good wide receivers are one. So I had him at four. Number one on my list was a guy that I don't think I've heard yet, but DJU, you got to say DJU, right? Looking for his third home. Stadium for you. Yeah, looking for his third home, coming off a good year at Oregon State, a little bit disappointing kind of what that was built up to be. Um, but he's going to make an impact somewhere immediately. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, especially when they're going conference to conference. We're going to see a lot of in-conference transfers now, SEC, Big Ten being 18 teams deep. Uh, number two, I had Kyle McCord. And this is a personal one, I guess, now looking because he's crystal balled to Nebraska. He's 45 minutes away from me as I sit right now. So hopefully Nebraska can grab him. I think he'd be a great fit. And I hope Ohio State fans out there, I'm not looking for a next Heisman Trophy winner. I'm looking for somebody <laughs> that can take care of the football, for Christ's sake. We don't need a Heisman Trophy candidate. You guys do. Did you so, hear them on Twitter today also be like, oh, will he take Fleming with him? We just don't want him. <laughs> like, they yeah, that we'll actually. Take him. Like, we oh, will my take, God. Chill we'll out. take him. Yeah. We'll, I'll goodwill those motherfuckers. Those, that, <laughs> I'll take both of them. Uh, yeah, but they're on a visit together in Lincoln right now. And then three, he's a guy who just committed. When I had put this out, he wasn't committed, but I'm going to keep him up there. Sam Levitt. Sam Levitt is a very good quarterback who was a part of a bad Michigan State team. He was a quarterback that Mel Tucker was extremely high on. Now, if Mel Tucker could get his ear away from his phone away from his ear, then he could use Sam Levitt. But he ran into a tough situation. He finds a new home in Arizona State. I think he'll be successful there. Uh, I don't want to put Jaden Daniels on blast here, but Jaden Daniels went to Arizona State for all you folks that forgot the 2023 Heisman Trophy winner. So let's see how they fit. And then my last one is a no-name, Xavion Sori from Georgia. He's a linebacker. He's a four-star recruit. He had 22 Power 5 offers going into Georgia. He goes to the back-to-back -back defending national champions, doesn't get the reps he wants. He's looking for a new home. Somebody's going to fill a big void at linebacker with a obviously highly touted guy, but inexperienced. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Those are my five. I I I, just, I I like everybody's list. I just have one thing. I'm just staring at 24/7 and random crystal balls. Do you know who is crystal balled to Maryland right now? Mm, his his team's about to play in the Pop Tarts Bowl. The Pop Tarts Bowl. Ooh. How about MJ Morris from North Carolina? Oh, State? Yeah. That I mean, him and Daquan Finn are kind of similar quarterbacks. That's Both of them are. Very dual threat. Their ability to throw the football downfield has been proven. They're young. Like, MJ Morris, obviously, the younger version of Daquan Finn. Finn's a little bit bigger. 
to me, like I just spit a crystal ball out and then I just got a replica of the guy who's a little younger and he's Chris Paul to Maryland. So it's just looking at all these, it's I wish they threw their offers on here a little bit quicker, but it's a portal. I bet a lot of these offers are under the table. That was that's to, a very good point because I feel like 95% of the offensive success that Maryland's had has ran through Tagovailoa. I don't know what you guys think, but those two are about as close that you're going to get to him at Maryland again. Yeah. Dick? No, I, I think that's a perfect fit. Parks, I can't believe you left out your boy. I know we haven't heard about him in a while, but Grayson McCall still, he's still kicking yeah, he in college football. He's he's still around. He is he's looking that's for the old home. it's just money days right there. Yeah, man. he that's that ages me a bit because that's I mean, God, it's what's it been four years since he that was 2020, Dude, 2020 was his freshman or sophomore coming out year. party. We yeah, were talking about party. him at a table in Arizona in December <laughs> outside about how he was like one of the most underrated players in college football. Here we are 11 years later, it feels like great, great college football, great college football story that that scheduled game midweek between them and BYU when they were yeah. Both oh, like yeah. awesome. undefeated. Zach Wilson was a, what will put a 2065 college football fan in a coma? Well, one time BYU was supposed to play a game and then Coastal was, but they both got canceled. So they decided on Wednesday they'd play Saturday and BYU flew across the country into South <laughs> South Carolina and played them. <laughs> and don't forget, Zach Wilson had a headband on that said any place, any team, any time because yeah. BYU was in the group of five then. Yeah. Coastal was undefeated. I was I literally was betting Coastal every week and never <laughs> losing. I bet against him because I love Zach Wilson in college and uh, they beat him. So Coastal was rolling then. That was a fun college football memory. That was a that was a good year. I thought yeah, that was for a G5. great year in college football. Bad year for humans. Good year for college football. Fact. But speaking of favorite memories, let's roll into our bowl game memories. Uh, bowl season is here. It is one of the best times of the year. Now it's lost a lot of life here the last few years with opt outs, transfer portal. The teams look almost completely different when they enter these games. Mm -hmm. However, they are beautiful. In every way, shape, and form, you're never going to find an NFL game, an NBA game, any other collegiate sport with a live human mascot like we're going to find in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. So let's go with our favorite bowl game memory. Reese, lead us off your favorite bowl game memory. Newer college football fan that's been diving in deeper, but what do you remember? Well, my earliest, I mean, I guess we one that's the earliest for me that I can remember when I was a kid, but I think it's it also just like the greatest game of all time, but the Statue of Liberty when Boise state beat oklahoma like that's great that's got to be on everybody's mount rushmore like i i think it's got to be up yep. there dude i mean you get you get that the, the name in itself you just say statue of liberty and people like us you're thinking oh boise state oklahoma other idiots are thinking of all oh, that thing in new york uh no we think <laughs> of the correct thing but i mean it capped off with 13 and 0 season they went and beat oklahoma um bob Stoops and adrian peterson who was a stud there nobody gave them a uh a chance at all they go in there they do that and then how about the quarter or the running back proposing to his girlfriend on tv just a, you know an all-time tv moment yeah ian johnson yeah, here's a trivia question what's the name of the quarterback that grace to cover ncaa football the year after yeah zabrowski yep zabransky Zabransky, damn it. I yeah. You're good. It wasn't Smith. Tomato, tomato. He got it. He got people it. Forget, Boise, Boise was up 28-10 in that game, too, before I think Oklahoma rattled off like 25 straight, and there was like 18 points scored in the last like minute and a half. What a football. You, the you original. Mention, you you got to mention the hook and ladder. You got to yeah. mention the and hook and ladder. And the hook and ladder, yeah. The hook and ladder, yep. That was the yep. – uh, 
that was the original this team doesn't want to play just morale based because Oklahoma wanted to play for a national title and Boise State was happy yep. to be there. That's where this yep. felt like it all originated when you're looking at bowl games. You're like, well, I don't think they really want to be here. That's where it originated, fellas. Oklahoma fell asleep and found out the tough way. So if you have hate, give it to Oklahoma. JP, share your memory. Yeah, my I I personally picked one that Iowa played in because this is vivid in my brain. So our family won't be going to do. I know where he's going. Yeah. He doesn't know how much time there's up. He doesn't know how much time yeah. there's. Um, our family is pretty big and we have we're massive Hawkeye fans. So we did Christmas every year um, in Illinois. Mm-hmm. We're meeting up for family Christmas as well as New Year's Eve. Well, on New Year's Day, Iowa plays LSU. Now this is LSU with Jamarcus Russell and a ton of big names. This is a good Iowa team with Drew Tate and just kind of names go on and on in that game. It's all the kids are downstairs watching this game. All the parents are upstairs. Um, there's 13 grandkids and then plus some family friends that are there. So there's 20 some kids downstairs and probably 40 adults upstairs. Right. And Drew Tate drops back and the whole Gary, uh, Gary Dolphin call goes off. He doesn't know the game's going to end on this play. And he throws it, hits Warren Holloway. They go in for a touchdown. Everybody in the basement's like screaming and running. So there's 40 kids trying to run up the staircase to celebrate with the adults. It was electric. Tons of fun. I was like, oh, probably eight, eight or nine years old. It was incredible stuff. Euphoria type stuff. Back when uh, Capital One Bowl wins met a lot more than they do now. And I've played in that game now 17 times. Not me personally, just the school. But it, like Parks was saying, lost its Zaz a little bit. But that's one I remember being like, this is a big deal to win this football game. So that's my core memory from that situation. Incredible. That's what I was about to say, JP, is people need to show love. And you have to realize that we were doing this. And yes, our teams were involved, but we were doing this for the Capital One Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's not a bowl anymore, right? That's not not not. a sponsor, right? That's You know what was a great bowl that just came to mind? The Champs Sports Bowl. Bring it back. That game was awesome. Bring it back. Or the Russell Athletic Bowl. Great game. Russell Athletic Bowl. That's a great bowl game. Jake, share your memory. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I guess my favorite Iowa memory too. I guess we'll we'll go to Pasadena and then the Rose Bowl. That's oh, that joke just slid by everybody. <laughs> oh. that did. No, I, I thought you were talking about which one. Like, which one? one? Yeah. which one? <laughs> I thought you were talking about like the O one. I was like, oh man, there really wasn't a second time. No, no, he, that was the, the Orange Bowl. Eight football games. That was the Orange Bowl, Camden. This the Rose Bowl was the Christian McCaffrey game. Some Hawkeye history for me. But no, actually, I my favorite memory was like the Rose Bowl sunset. You know, like every time when halftime comes around, it's it's New Year's Day. Great image. Maybe Great. you got to go back to school the next day, and it's kind of halftime. You see the sunset coming down, and and most of the games don't disappoint. I mean, I throw that Ohio State Utah game up there. From from what was that two years ago now? I think that was a yeah, just a fantastic yes. Marvin I, I Harrison's coming out party. Like we're gonna look back on that game and be like, I mean, that was one of the greatest receivers of all time if he pans out how he's supposed to. Uh another great game was that Penn State USC game with uh what was that was that Barkley? Darnold no, no, and not Barkley. Barkley. It was with Darnold. uh Darnold and yeah, no, it was Darnold Barkley. I was thinking the other Barkley. I was thinking Matt Barkley, Saquon Matt Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, Saquon and yeah. Saquon and Darnold. You're, yep, correct. So well, one of the blonde hair, beach haircut USC quarterbacks they had. <laughs> so like seventeen. You know, them. you know when like you're a kid. Obviously, you you love college football. Maybe you love playing NCAA 06 or whatever. But like, unless your favorite game. team's playing, you're yeah. probably not watching football games like we do now. But we always made it a big deal. I when the Rose Bowl was on when I was a kid, that was like your eyes were on that TV every single time. So 
It is, in fact, the granddaddy of them all. All right. I will. Yeah, Perks, let me let's set the stage for yours here. You're, you're rounding it up. Is this a personal one or is this an experience? One? It has to be a personal one. I think Jake, okay. Jake just nailed it on the head. Like when we yeah. were young, where these memories were born, we weren't as blessed as we are now where we have 11 TVs and we love the sport even more, no matter who's playing. Because uh, I have to go back to 09. It's, it, it wasn't the last seven years. That gave it away. Uh, but I'm going all the way back to 09 for Nebraska's bowl game against Arizona. And I had actually had a little tummy bug, you know, when you're a kid and it gets cold outside, it's bowl season, you come down with a little tummy bug from the school. So I can't watch it with anybody. I'm watching it. It's me, my dog and an empty house. My parents left. They're going to watch it with friends. Here I am (laughs) ready for Nebraska. (laughs) Yep. With an elite defense to play uh, an Arizona team, which here's another trivia question for you. Throwback folks. Nick Foles. Yeah, absolutely. That's who is playing quarterback at Arizona. Let me Nebraska win. Shit pumped them. I mean, absolutely took it to them. It was rainy day in San Diego. Nebraska ended up winning 33 nothing. Niles Paul had like a 75 yard touchdown catch, got flagged for flexing in the end zone. I can literally remember it was like it was yesterday, but I do have an honorable mention, Nebraska wise, and it was two years earlier in the Cotton Bowl. Back when it was the ATT Cotton Bowl, the elite style Cotton Bowl. It's awesome. Ju- we lost. Yes. Yes, Reese. God, yes. Come on, Reese. Uh, Where are you coming from? Yeah, I like this kid. <laughs> I like him. Uh, so Nebraska gets beat by Auburn. We didn't even win the game. So it's not that good of a memory. But do you guys remember the old Fox presentation of the scoreboard that went, meow, boom, you know what I'm talking about? It was like a oh, robot yeah. scoreboard. Like, it was the original Cletus. Like and when they scored, um, it would give off a sound and it would banner the team. Yes. Was, yeah. Yes, oh, that yeah. is the best score of all time. So just the presentation of that game and my love for the AT&T Cotton Bowl. I, that's a good memory, Jake. I got an honorable mention. Um, not personally related to anything, but I don't know why I remember this one specifically. Maybe it was the first play of the game that just caught my eye. How about DeAnthony Thomas housing the kickoff mm. against oh, Kansas yeah. State in the Fiesta Bowl, and he runs through the finish line at the end zone. I don't remember why, but I mean, that first play of the game just right off the bat took it to him. So I always like Kansas State getting run over. It's usually fun to watch. This is a Schiffer hot take. Loves his teams. Uh, the teams he hates losing more than he loves his own team winning. It's, it's incredible. It's pretty. It feels pretty good. I watch. Good I love point. watching my rival get pumped on TV. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good feeling. All right, you ready for the hot take of the night? I think DeAnthony Thomas has an equal to, not greater than, equal to highlight tape as Tavon Austin. I know that one's popular, but that's not a hot DeAnthony take. Thomas. I think, I think the music changes the Tavon one, right? Can I be? Can I be? Can I be honest? He doesn't like know. it. No, the the Tavon Austin stuff is kind of getting overblown a little bit. Like the highlights. Is it because they're uh, they're in Big Twelve now, and you hate West Virginia too? No, it's just like it's just Not everybody's go to. I, I think, think everybody caught on to it. The, yeah, it's it happens. Funniest thing. It's the funniest when it's like guys making TikToks, like how to show my girl like the Bible or something like that, and it's that fucking highlight tape like it's the funniest thing dude or when you're at a girl's house and it's the youtube search bar and it says to yeah, highlight yeah. tape and you're like oh somebody was here already people, <laughs> i'm not people the first. forget first take that west virginia team they were scoring like 70 points a game and they were like five and oh and everybody was like this is the greatest team on earth and then i think they went like six and six or seven and five or something like that and just completely fell off the rails hey it happens man ask washington state uh, but okay. That was our favorite bowl game memories. That is fun. It's always fun to look back on one of the greatest seasons, just four weeks, four or five weeks of just 
decent to really good college football games. Uh, and they always have something crazy going on in the background with sponsors, fights, things like that. There's a great fight. Might have been the Myrtle Beach Bowl a few years ago. Look it up. Um, but let's move on to our favorite bowl matchup of this year. Who's playing this year? All right. There's some good bowl games out there. And you got to remember, there's a lot different looks now with opt-outs, things like that. So talk about your favorite game. Let's lead it off with Reese. Reese, tell us about your favorite bowl game of the year on paper. Um, I went with Oklahoma and Arizona, that matchup. Uh, when you're That's looking at Oklahoma, it's, it's a different Oklahoma team than you're getting. I mean, you're losing your OC, who just is new the head, head coach at Mississippi State. And you're losing Dylan Gabriel, a, team we, a guy we talked about who's now at Oregon. So you're kind of losing your two main guys for that offense that have made the, made the identity that it is. Um, but, I mean, you still got Venable, and you got – it's Oklahoma, so you can bring in guys. Um, so what are they going to be able to do with that? I think Jackson Arnold is, is the backup that they're going to be playing on him in this game. Uh, so what are they going to be like? Because they still got guys. I mean, it's still your last football game for a lot of these, for a lot of these players, so it still means a lot to them. Um, so what are they going to be able to do? And then at Arizona, it's a team we – was our, our most improved team of the year. Uh, you're going to have Afita taking – or still at the helm and Jedfish like is can they continue on this season and beat a team who has been a well-known name in college football can you kind of take that step and cap off the year with a big win um or are they just kind of you know not not do that but I I got faith that this would be a, a very good football game I think it'll be a little bit a little bit higher scoring too which is why I think it'll be so interesting but I think it's one where you if this one's on and you're not watching it you're missing out that's a, little, a great uh, pick big 12 matchup preview here Future, yeah. Like, let's watch. Let's watch Jackson Arnold against a defense that's respected. Like, let's go. Let's go watch Fafita go against a team who also has a solid defense. Let's let's watch these two quarterbacks slide well, up the board. Is there going to be a future you, in a couple places? You got future Big Twelve leaving future Big SEC. 12. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. okay, I think I think the, the, thought 12, that counts. the Big Twelve fans are going to be pulling for Arizona pretty damn. Oh yeah, absolutely. On that one. On that one. There's not yeah. a lot of uh, Texas fans in the watching the playoff either that are from the Big Twelve. We love I like Reese. I like it, Reese, leading off the bowl game picks with our underrated team of the year. If you haven't listened to our Play the Fight Song Awards, it's on YouTube. Go back, watch the segment. It was very good. Let's go down to JP. JP, your favorite bowl game you're looking forward to on paper this year. Yeah, on paper, I'm looking at North Carolina State, Kansas State. Um, this is the Pop-Tarts Bowl. That's why I got best Pop-Tart is brown sugar cinnamon. It's not really a debate. Reese, what do you never go cheap on? Uh, women, cars. Pop tarts and there's a fourth one. Yeah, there is. Toilet paper. Come on. Toilet. There you go. Yeah. Quarterback. And quarterback. But I'd say mention. this one's interesting because you just watched the North Carolina State team have a weird year where Armstrong quite couldn't quite figure out to start the year. He gets benched for MJ Morris. MJ Morris ends up redshirting. Now he's in the portal. Um, Kansas State-wise, Will Howard leaves. Now you're kind of looking to yourself like, hey, let's go watch our future play football too. Well, you also lost star power at the running back position. You've lost a couple other things. But how deep is this climate team? How far along are they um, in really building themselves into a guy who is going to be top three or four programs in the new Big 12? Well, it's a good chance to figure it out because I know for a fact North Carolina State is going to be happy to be in this one. And they're no joke. Peyton Wilson on linebackers. I think he won the Bud Narek Award. He is an absolute monster. It's another name we've been talking about for about three or four years, fellas. Um, the guy's over 100 tackles. He's an absolute stud. So let's feed him to the Wolves a little bit. Two good defenses, two good teams, two good coaches. Uh, this is one that I think if it was five years ago, I think there's ads about this bowl game telling you to tune in when it is. 
there's not going to be a single odd about this game, but I want to get it on your radar because two programs fun to watch, two coaches. Again, we're looking at the future for these guys. JP, come on. There might be an ad. You missed the biggest point. There is a live mascot. They're, there they're going to eat it. You can eat him. I don't quite the understand it, eat it, but I get, you know, like, how does it actually work? I mean, it's just got to be like the scariest looking thing ever where it's a real Pop-Tart that they just cut a hole in and then like tie it around this human. Like that has to be it. Because it is it a Pop-Tart bowl, with googly like, eyes on it, maybe? I don't know, but I got to watch these kids eat it. That's I'm so excited. That's going to be the coolest thing ever. It's going to dominate the Throw them in a toaster so the oven. What if there's one of each flavor? And you're just going to pick be, one. That's a lot that's of so fucking. Like, that's a lot. Sorry, mom. That's a lot of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> that's a lot of JP, Pop-Tarts. I'm disagreeing with your take just to end this. Uh, give me s'mores as the best Pop-Tart. Jake, give us your game. Yeah, when we, you, you talk about bowl games, and we're going to get into five pretty good ones this weekend. It's all about who's playing. That you, you said that question. Who is playing in this bowl game? Well, in the Peach Bowl, you have everybody playing. Penn State versus Ole Miss. This is an awesome matchup. Because it's kind of two contrasts of styles. You have Penn State's defense against the plethora of weapons that Ole Miss brings to the table. Uh, you have both quarterbacks playing in this and Jackson Dart and Drew Alar. You have both stud running backs playing and Quinshaw Judkins and Nick Singleton. Um, I'm really fascinated to see this, especially out of Penn State, because Penn State kind of fell off the face of the earth after that Michigan game. It was like, all right, the typical Penn State, here we go again. Well, Maybe this is time to write the ship going into 2024 if you're James Franklin and company. Like, yeah, you didn't get it done this year against those two big teams, but this is a really talented team at full strength that you're going to be playing. How do you respond? Do you actually belong? And maybe this will propel you into a 12-team playoff when you maybe lose a game or two next year. So I'm I think it's, with this one. I think it's prove you belong here. Old Miss, you won 10 games. Hey, Penn State, you've yep. been perennial for winning 10 games but not beating anybody you know, that you're not necessarily supposed to prove it here. Go win a football game. Keep yourself in the top 10 uh, to close the year. I love that one, Jake. That is probably the closest we're going to an old style bowl game. where agree. Nobody yeah. opted out. So great pick. All right. To wrap mine up, I'm going to go with one on the dead opposite side. Jake, give me A&M and Oklahoma State in the Texas Bowl. Texas A&M in shambles has a million moving pieces right now. Most of them are players hitting the portal. They have about 15 names in there. On the other side, you have our player of the year, Ollie Gordon, who I've seen about 15 different tweets telling me that he's in the transfer portal from Ball Sack Sports or the Onion Sports, and they get me. I'm like, damn, he really hit the portal. Uh, I expect him to play in this game. I expect him to go off. But as you see, Texas A&M had a walk-on team have a pretty good kickoff return so you never know what texas team you're gonna get i mean you never know it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be an old big 12 battles close to my heart uh i like oklahoma state to win the game and uh it'll just be a fun one to watch so that's what our favorite bowl matchups of the year on paper this could change obviously after we see the result jake that was probably the most unexpected pick but good points because that's going to be a real football game against two real teams who are fighting to stay relevant and say not hey we're not just a middle of the pack team every year that can't finish things so good one all right let's start breaking down some bowl games let's go into first the myrtle beach bowl to lead off your saturday at 10 a.m the most beautiful way to lead it off is with a six and six matchup between georgia southern and ohio ohio a team with a big 12 win this year isn't it uh so let's go in and preview this one jake and jp are breaking this one down for us 
I think we need to first talk that Rourke is not playing in this one. He's hit the portal for Ohio. That's a guy who yep. had NFL aspirations to start the year and was on a lot of boards. Uh, that offense did not take off at any point in time. Uh, now you kind of get another clash of styles. We were just talking about Ole Miss Penn State. Well, Georgia Southern Ohio is a very similar situation. You have an Ohio team that wanted to be better offensively. They didn't quite find their footing. Now you lose your quarterback to the portal. Um, they still went out and won nine games, but they play defense. That's what this team does. Nobody's gone over 400 total yards against them in the year. Well, how about Georgia Southern on the other side? If you remember this a couple years ago was a Kyle Van Trees team that came from Buffalo down to Georgia Southern and lit the world on fire. Um, they're not as explosive as they were that year, but they are a team that can air it out and really attack, but they're not good defensively. So how do you kind of find where this game's going to go? I think Georgia Southern on normal years is an eight, nine win team in the Sun Belt. Um, since jumping up to FBS and Ohio's kind of found their groove a little bit more too. So Schaefer, when you're looking at this one, like Georgia Southern, I think at an over or for four November in football games in Ohio kind of went down the stretch. And we, we talk about how the max kind of behind everybody a little bit. How about the Sun Belt, which has been perennially pretty good this year. So how do they stack up? Yeah, this team in Georgia Southern, Compared to the rest of the Sunbelt teams, I think they're kind of behind, and we're going to get to one of those teams in just a minute. But you also have Ohio, who kind of limped to the finish line. Like, we already kind of touched on transfer portal stuff. I don't know where Curtis Rourke is really going to land because he kind of had a difficult He has to be season. a bridge guy. Like, he's got to right. be a, like a oh shoot, like a Boise State needs a guy for a year. Yeah. Or, you know, like a Mountain West team that's really hunting for somebody. Maybe like a Fresno State Heck, I, I mean, maybe he goes out and with Sean Lewis and not that they have a connection of any kind, but he's at San Diego San State. Diego like, State. He's got to be a bridge guy. Yeah, 100%. But I expect C.J. Harris to play for them. Um, and this was a guy who took over when Rourke had that season-ending injury last year. They're not afraid to throw the ball with him. They threw it 42 times when he got hurt in that San Diego State game. So they're going to throw it a lot because Ohio has their two top backs opting out for the transfer portal as well. So something to keep in mind. On the other side, you got a Georgia Southern team who relies heavily on creating turnovers. They're five and one when they create more than two turnovers a game. Uh, like JP said, they went 0-4 for a reason in November is because they couldn't turn the ball over. Two completely different styles. One team just wants to keep it like 17 to 7, and the other team direly needs to get to like 30 points in order to have a chance. So I, it's a great bowl. It's a it's a it's a sicko bowl to really yeah. start off your bowl weekend. <laughs> it's a great one to put on the ATS board to start to the week. Maybe. Let's just say that yep. I love this ATS board for this game right here. We got yeah. If we had to, if we had to pick a side, I think I'm siding with. I'd take Ohio in this one. Yeah, this line's at three and a half. I think I I would go the same direction, but I really just want to take Georgia Southern in this spot. So that's probably where I'll go on the board. I'd love to see this team go a little high flying. I'll give my pick before I throw it down to Reese, but uh, I still have a little fume of a hate for Georgia Southern. I think we people forget it's a team that rolled into Lincoln and beat Nebraska last year. I was there in person. It was awful. It was terrible. Put the end of the Scott Frost era. So thank you, Georgia Southern. But <laughs> I'd like to see Ohio roll into a win. So I'll take Ohio plus the three and a half. Reese, who you got? Fine. I'll go against the spread out against all you guys again, too. Give me I'll take Georgia Southern. Okay. You don't have to Reese. do that. You don't have to do it. Well, that, too please. bad. I'm doing it. The race is over. Had, Take who your heart tells some, you to. No, I had some great, I had some decent, right. I had some mild success this year. I wouldn't say great success because I was winning at one point, but not anymore. But I had some mild success going against the pack. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. We do have to give a special shout out. It's a great time to plug it. Georgia Southern's media team puts together some beautiful videos to which then we use their content to then create content for you guys. Like the great video Jake made episode one bull bound, check it out on our Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all that good stuff. Follow those accounts, but shout out to Georgia Southern's media team. Cause they're one of the better in the G five that I've seen. Would you agree, Jake? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. If when they can actually like you, it's, crazy you can see the difference between a g5 school and a power five school with their recording and and their video editing like most g5s might just have like this basic camera that just follows highlights like georgia southern's got the ones where you can kind of zoom in on the guy when he's making a play or if a fumble happens or something like that just like i don't know when you make 100 tiktoks you kind of notice these things as you go along 100 percent. there are rankings of media teams that we could put out based upon making those videos georgia southern's one of the better g5s at it Okay, let's tra- let's change the page again. Let's go down to the Cure Bowl. We're fighting for a cure in many cases in America. Well, let's go f- see who's fighting for the Cure Bowl. We have Miami of Ohio out of the MAC and App State out of the Sun Belt. App State, a team that we have mentioned all year, has absolute balls. Who are we going to do to break this one down? Jake, take us through App State, Miami of Ohio. Well, JP just asked the question, like, where I think the MAC is compared to the Sun Belt when we're comparing G5 schools. I said I thought Georgia Southern was uh, the opposite of where we're seeing this because I think App has the much better athletes on the field compared to a MAC champion in yeah, Miami. Yeah, MAC of champ. Ohio. Let me shout that out. That's a my fault. I'm champion of the MAC conference, Miami of Ohio. Conference. Yeah, Thank they you, didn't. Boys. They didn't win the. Thank yeah, you, Red Hawks. They won the conference championship, but they which surprised a lot. They were underdogs. They were seven point underdogs, and they handled Dequan Finn and they beat Toledo, which was impressive. Uh, this team in Miami of Ohio, similar to their counterparts in Ohio. They also want to make it ugly. They want to keep it low scoring. Uh, Gabbard got hurt in the middle of the season for them at quarterback. The backup just really hasn't been very good. Um, so they really have to keep App under helm this, this week. And it's going to be interesting because we just saw App State kind of get ran over uh, by Troy in the conference title game. That was a tough road environment. I think Troy, I underestimated. They have one of the best defenses in all of G5. So I think it's an outlier because App's been playing really good football in November, and it's thanks to Joey Aguilar. Expect this team to really just go out and throw the ball all around the field and try to have Miami of Ohio stop them. I think that's really what it comes down to. Miami of Ohio ranks 27th in total defense, so they're not Troy but they're not far off. So I like the, we've seen a lot of these bowl games when we talk about Ole Miss, Penn State. We just talked about Georgia, Southern, and Ohio. Another contrast of styles between these two teams, and I think that's what makes this matchup fascinating. It is a very good one. Let's go around, give our picks. Reese, give us your pick first. Just give me the Red Hawks, dude. They They won me some points this year. I can't go away from you. Give me the Red Hawks. I love that. JP, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to take App here. I, I think this is a little more of an aggressive offense than you're getting at Georgia mm-hmm. Southern that Ohio has to play. I think oh, my Ohio is no joke, no slouch of a defense, but this is way too high flying, I think, and I don't think you're getting a um, a disappointed App team to be in this spot. So I'll take App. Yeah, it's a, it's a tale of two different tapes, I would say. You got Appalachian State, a team who underperformed for kind of where they're usually at as a football program, I would say. I mean, they had their big wins here and there. And you have Miami of Ohio, a conference champion, or at least end of the season game conference champion, who's the highest of highs and maybe a pissed off Appalachian State team. Give me a pissed off Appalachian State team all day to cover the six and a half. Give me App State. Okay, let's move wait, on wait. to the next. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Shafer, you Jake, 
Jake, Jake. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Jake. Gates. Yeah, so go ahead, Jake. I didn't. I didn't give it originally. Nope. All good. I'm going to take app here. That line keeps moving, by the way. I, I, I think it opened yeah. up at at uh, app like five, five and a half. Don't be surprised if it jumps to seven. On we Saturday. want it under a touchdown, fellas. Everybody wants it under a touchdown. Yeah, you got to get it under a touchdown. You never know in these bowl games. Weird things happen. Okay, let's jump to the next one. Let's go to the New Mexico Bowl, a home game for the New Mexico State Aggies, who as a team who upset Auburn on the road this year, maybe probably the biggest G5 win of the season in dominant fashion. The other side, you have a Fresno State team who started off the year hot with a win at Purdue, kind of had their weird losses here and there, and they find themselves in the New Mexico Bowl on the opening Saturday of bowl season. Uh, I believe JP is taking us through this one. No, no, no. Nobody marked it down, so we're just going to go round table style. <laughs> give our pick. Nobody's interested in this game. I, I can mid-day. I can help out a little bit prior. <laughs> okay. J- yeah, JP, I, give us a little insight on it. I think right here you need to look at a New Mexico State team that really went to war when they went and played Liberty in that Conference USA title game. Like That was a team that was not backing down. That Liberty team's good. They're solid. Um, but I just you started to learn that New Mexico State didn't quite have the defense that was going to keep them around in that one, um, especially with how high flying Liberty is. Well, here's another thing for New Mexico State. They're going to want to run the football. They're going to get explosive that way, but they're going to need Pavio to be healthy. I don't know what his situation is. It's questionable right now. I think if he kind of, as the week goes on, we'll know more. It is only Tuesday. I'm sure we won't know until Thursday for the kid. Um, but Fresno State kind of limped down the side like they started six and one uh they ended the year uh, i believe eight and four and there's no their head coach is having health issues he's not coaching in this one where do you kind of see things going i this is a pumped up new mexico state team to play in this football game this is exactly where in bowl season i take the team who's happy to be there jerry kill has this team ready to go if abby is healthy i think that's where you go in this situation so fresno state we just keep the wheels on here otherwise you know you might get run out of the building just based on adrenaline alone. Jake, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to take New Mexico State. I think it was encouraging that they – we know Liberty doesn't have a very good defense, but I thought it was encouraging at least that they were willing to kind of go toe-for-toe like JP said. And they were able to keep up for pretty much like 50 to 55 minutes of that game. Uh, yeah, if Pavi is playing, it's such a short yeah. number – I, I don't know enough about Fresno State. I would take New Mexico State here. Reese, who you got? I'm also gonna I'll I'll take New Mexico State as well. I think they're like JB just said, they're they're a fired up team to be there. Um I know at the beginning of the year if they if they thought they were gonna be in this position and you had the year they had, um go play for a conference championship and you go beat an Auburn team. They're playing good football at the end of the year, so I'll, I'll take them in the spot. I feel like this is the NAIA women's volleyball tournament or basketball tournament, and they just get an automatic bid to the Mexico Bowl. That's the way it should be anyway. Uh, But when you take a look at Fresno State, I do have to give a shout out. Back in week one, four score and seven years ago, I gave a helmet sticker out to Eric Brooks, who is an elite wide receiver for Fresno State. Is he going to be, you know, turning the page and putting on one more great performance for his unhealthy coach? I don't think so. I think New Mexico State, I'm going to take them too. Give me the complete sweep on the board. It's just too hot. They're too high right now, and they're playing at home. Just got to take a quick drive over to the field, whoop up on some Bulldog ass, and wrap up the New Mexico Bowl. So I like that from the gang. We sweep the board on that one. All right, let's change the page. We got another bowl game to cover, and that's the Independence Bowl. Cal, with a high-flying offense who've competed in multiple games this year, the most under-the-radar competitive team that really wasn't expected to be in Cal. And then you have Texas Tech, a team riddled with injury. 
who kind of found themselves in a lost spot, a team that a lot of us were high on in the preseason, finding themselves in the Independence Bowl on opening bowl weekend. Who we got, and I believe JP, or no, Jake. Jake, take us through Texas Tech, another the, the Big 12. Take us through the yeah, Big 12, the Big 12 experts. A, it's a Big 12 team. Come on, Parks, you know I got you on this one. Uh, at least for this game, outside of maybe some guys who are unhappy with their situation or playing time, you're going to get pretty much a full roster from both of these teams. So I think that's really exciting because you just got to take advantage of any of those bowl games that you can get. For me, it comes down to the running back position in this game. You have Tajay Brooks, who's coming back for, for Texas Tech. He's the workhorse for them. I'm thinking he's going to be at least probably a top three running back in the new Big 12 next year. And on the other side, Jay Knotts rushed for over 1,200 yards for Cal. Kind of really two similar teams. They both had quarterbacks step up in the middle of the season. Uh, Baron Morton is 5-1 and one as the starter for Texas Tech. And the other side, you have Fernando Mendoza, who I think like started like 0-3 or 0-4 when he took over the reins at Cal. But he's won three in a row as a starter heading into this game. I see it as kind of two opposite teams, though, for their perspective of being in this bowl game. Both are six and six, but let me ask you something. If you'd ask Cal at the, uh, the beginning of the year, hey, you're going to be six and six. You pretty happy with that? I'm pretty sure Cal would have been like, hell yeah. Yep. Yes, Texas Tech. Hey, you're going to end the year six and six. You're going to be pretty happy about that? I I don't think as much. I think that was a team that a lot of people had high aspirations on. So, Cal ranks 110th at 32 points per game. I think that this is a downgrade in competition. I think Texas Tech has seen a lot of good teams this year. Yep. The one common opponent they have is Oregon. Um, Cal lost to Oregon like 63 to 14, and Texas Tech gave them a run for their money. No, it was very, very earlier in the year, but give me Texas Tech in this situation. I Cal's not a very good football team. There it is, the Big 12 homer pick. JP, who you got in this one? Yeah, I think it's going to be high flying. I think 57 and a half is the number I see over under. I, this this game I end in the 70s because, you know, Texas Tech can score. Cal has shown the ability to score on um, defenses that aren't great. But what does Cal not do? Defend the pass. And here comes a, or here comes Tech and their ability to throw a football. So I'll take Tech in this situation. I'd love to see Cal win a bowl game. Don't get me wrong. But I just think Tech right here is a better team. All right, JP, on the over and Tech. Reese, who you got? I'm also going to go with the Red Raiders. Um, you mentioned Cal not being very good defensively. They've given up 50 points to four of the nine teams in the Pac-12 this year. And then also in two of those other games, they gave up 34 points. They're not very good defensively. And then you mentioned how good uh, Tech's running back is, Taj Brooks. I think they'll just dominate the line of scrimmage. I think Tech will be able to take it to them. I, I don't know if they'll get way ahead um, and blow them out of the water, but I think it's just a spot where Tech's just a better team. Uh, I mean, I was high on them at the beginning of the year, and they just got housed by Texas. Or my dark horse pick, like my under the radar game for the year was going to be Texas, Texas Tech to end the year, and that was fifty-seven to seven. So good call by well, that one, Reese. But I'll take the Red Raiders here. Funny you mentioned a bad take because I'll mention one myself. Texas Tech was my pick to finish in the top ten, the, the team to be outside <laughs> of the top ten to finish it in it at the end of the year. And this was back in our preseason previews. So for my pride play. Give me Texas Tech to win the damn Independence Bowl. They don't want to be there, but too much talent and a better, I would say, overall more competitive conference where they've seen better talent across the board. Uh, give me Texas Tech to win the Independence Bowl. All right. Change the page. Last bowl game to cover. UCLA, Boise State, Jake, the under-the-radar Boise State fan, and a UCLA team that's without a quarterback. What kind of game are we going to get? JP, take us through it. 
Yeah, this is another one where you're kind of looking at UCLA after we just talked about the Cal team that beat them pretty handily on week 14 uh, final regular season game. Now you look at Boise State on the flip side, they get the guy that they really wanted to hire. They hire from within. They're happy with that. Everybody really got up for that Mountain West title game and played well. But now Taylor Green hit the portal and now he's an Arkansas Razorback, right? So where are they going to go? The Madsen kid's been all right in Green's absence and when he's gotten snaps. You look at uh, UCLA, and they've played, what, three different quarterbacks? There's no Dante Moore. He's in the portal. You're going to have to play Garbers or Schley. If I'm being honest with you, neither one of those guys really impresses me. And Boise State, I think, kind of had this you know start to the year where you didn't expect them to win great games because they were playing Washington, another tough competition. UCF beat them early, and then they kind of came back up and then back down, and then I think they're back on the upswing here. It's been a roller coaster year uh, to basically shorten that whole – uh, word sludge up right there. It's been a roller coaster year for Boise State, but anytime a team like this gets a chance to play a Pac 12 team or play a Power 5 team, I think they're licking their chops. And so I'm going to go Boise State here. I think plus the number is smart, but I think they win this one outright. I just, this is still a UCLA team that can play really good defense. How bought in are you, though? When you go get pumped like that by Cal, who's terrible defensively and put up seven, and then you get up 33 to him. And I know Cal scored points on people this year, but that that's your bread and butter if you're Chip Kelly this year is with the defense, and now they haven't been doing it. So whether, you know, Taylor Green or no Taylor Green, as we said, he's gone. I think Boise State's a team to take here just based on what I'm seeing from this, the coaching staff, the vibe I get from the players and the situation that calls for it. So I'll take Boise State here. JP on the Broncos. Let's go down to Reese. Reese, who you got in this one? That's a good point, JP. I think UCLA's defense is pretty solid. They did lose their DC, though. I mean, I think Danton Lynn is his name. I believe he, they did lose Danton Lynn. He did go to USC. So I think you'll lose that aspect of it as well, too. Had to come a little closer there. Um, yeah. Remind me, Katie. My bad. My bad. I'm leaning with it. Rock with it. Lean with it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a spot, too. I think it's a spot where Boise State, you lose your quarterback. Guy goes in the portal. Don't really know what's going on there. But you have your new head coach, um, and you're playing a little bit better. I'll take I'll take the Broncos in this spot too. I think plus the points is a good spot just because you don't really know what UCLA is going to be like. You don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Still got their weapons, but they they got to find who their guy is going to be. So, all right, there's another one, Jake. Who you got in the LA Bowl? By the way, I noticed we didn't list any sponsors on these. Is this still the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl? You guys remember that? I think, no, yeah, no, I, I believe it's uh, something else. It's not that one anymore though. Yeah, Jimmy, get the hell out of here. All right, Jake, give us a pick. Yeah, when you look at this game, it's definitely a game of, like, who actually wants to be there. Uh, UCLA, you're playing in town. Are you just going to be screwing off all week and, and you know, not having a good time? Or you have Boise, who's having an awesome vacation going from Boise, Idaho to L.A. Maybe they're having a little bit too much fun. I don't think the quarterbacks are really going to be that big of a difference in this game because Garbers is not very good, uh, and Taylor Green's been average all year, even though he's gone. So I look at the running backs and you look at Ash and Jinty and George Alani for a one-two punch at Boise, who's been really good. And it's said that Carson Steele has not been practicing this week for UCLA. So something to keep in mind. Um, I think Boise wants it more for sure. And I think they could win this outright. No question. I hate to be this guy, but just piggybacking off of your point, not only that, but what does this mean for recruiting purposes for these teams? If you're UCLA, you're playing at home. I'd love to give you a home home field advantage. Just kidding. Nobody comes to your games anyway. It doesn't matter how close the stadium is, how far away it is. No one's going. Then you have Boise, a team where 
beating UCLA, whether or not it's in the LA Bowl, means something for recruiting, for just the general feeling of the school. So I like Boise in the spot just because it means more to them. You have a team to beat a now Big Ten UCLA team. It just means more for Boise. And it's a team that if I'm cheering, I'm cheering for Boise. If I'm a fan, you want Boise to win this game, right? I mean, unless you're a UCLA fan, you'd be like, all right, I'd rather see them be good again because they're a part of Murray's and just one of those five teams. Jake, you got some? Well, I was just going to say, I know it has nothing to do with this year's game, but look at the LA Bowl last year. And it was, I don't know if you guys remember, it was Oregon State versus Florida. And Florida was on, everybody was opting out. They had no business of wanting to be there. And Oregon State came out and just whooped them. I think that was, am I am I correct on that? Was that, that was the LA Bowl, wasn't it? Or am I, I mistaking so. that one? I, I'm not going to remember the name of the bowl game, probably not, but I can remember the game. That game. Now I have to look it up because I feel like it could have been. I mean, look up Jimmy Kimmel. He's probably there. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bowl. What are the other sponsors why Jake finds that? I mean, the Independence Bowl, New Mexico There is Bowl. a Avocados from uh, Mexico. Uh, is there actually Mexico. is it Avocados from yeah. New Mexico Bowl? I'm pretty sure it's Avocados That from would New be Mexico electric. Bowl. Avocados I can't remember from which Mexico. Which Everybody yeah. knows that. I didn't put the sponsors Classic. in there because they're not sponsors of us, so they don't get Labellardos. it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's true. They're not, except for I put one. I mean, we have two of them in in our little quips underneath our name. I, I shouted out Scooter's Coffee, which will break down that game. Uh, it's it's not the avocados from Mex- New Mexico Bowl. It's Damn, avocados awesome. from Mexico Cure Bowl. Um, okay. Is Leta New Mexico Bowl? I don't know what is Leta is. And then this one is so like milk. what we're talking okay. about is Starco okay. brands. I got your mm. answer. Two or different two different things. So. The L.A. Bowl last year, this will tell the tale for this year if you're looking to bet something. Fresno State whooped Washington State 29-6. to So I was wrong there. It was the Las Vegas Bowl that Oregon State whooped on Florida. But I yeah, think two both different of those, losses, man. Two different losses, but I think both of those had it factors of wanting to be there. You had an Oregon State team who wanted to whoop on Florida and want to be at that Las Vegas Bowl. And, hey, the Mountain West team whooped on the Pac-12 team last year. So – I think they're kind of setting up Here we a go, fellas. For failure this year. Very good. Way to support our claims with an, a late addition. But all right, that's it. We previewed a ton of bowl games. There are a couple more that we're not going to be able to talk to you for before the games happen. Um, but watch them. They're good football yep. games. Appreciate awesome. bowl season for what it is. I don't know if we're going to have this going in the future. God knows with how much this sport is changing. So appreciate it. Speaking of appreciation, we appreciate you. Follow us on all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, X, Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it. Give us a follow. Follow our content. We have some great video content coming from Jake. JP's working hard on the graphics. I'm working hard on the graphics. Reese is killing Facebook. He's back. He's alive. He's brought the account back. We're near 100 on that one. We're well over 100 everywhere else. We appreciate you joining us. Wait, no big deal. Coach Jung liked the video. Coach Jung liked the video. Aaron Jung, if you, by God's chance, are listening to this, I love you. I don't look like a rooster yet. Thank you for joining us. Boys, anything before we sign out? Hey, shout out Jacksonville State, Louisiana. That's the RNL Carriers Bowl we didn't get to, but yep. hey, that's the other one. And the ce- Pay attention celebration, the celebration Bowl. And the HBCU national title, correct. I think Howard at 6-5 and five is one of the worst teams we've had in that game in a long time. But, hey. Let's have a great weekend, fellas. Full season's electric. Have Enjoy it. Have we love you. Jake, take us away. Wait! I could have turned.
painted, I could win outside. Street stepped in raised me, but they ain't have my daddy. Niggas tryna clone me, run out with my swag. From selling cocoa, got Chanel on my jack. Shorty give me my with the less it don't last. Taking more drugs all alone in a mansion. Walking around tweaking with that yop in my hands. Just another pro code, just preaching for these bands. And I know I'm due for a billion dollar advance. I can see the future, I can see the future. Now he gon' pop up unannounced to the trumpets. Do you like the way it sounds?